saying you you sound way better than last week, dude. Yeah, and then, here I am, all stuffy sounding. You thought it was sincere, but I was I was being incredibly dry and sarcastic. <laughs> I think you think what comes off as sarcastic. I just think you mean it. I can't. I guess I can't read you. Yeah, yeah. You used to have a better read on things that were obviously inaccurate. But the people who are sarcastic in my life, I'm not really around those people anymore. Like, I'm around them less, so maybe my sarcast meter is going down. Yeah, that could be. So It's hard to read. Well, welcome, everyone, to a Solid 7 podcast. We are a better-than-average podcast. But, uh, just barely. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, sir. Uh, so, uh, we're not, uh podcast about nothing but we're also not a podcast about any one thing each week we get together talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us and we invite you to join us and here we are and here you are here we are and each week before we dive into those things we like to crack a little jocko go get the get the juices flowing get the energy up get the new tropics you know going through the brain do you know what i'm drinking today and for the next 12 drinks look at you with your mango Kayla sent to my house a pack of 12 for my birthday. Cheers, sir. As one does. I'm sticking with uh, Sour Apple to uh, to balance you out. Yeah, um, we we won't do yet another Jocko Go uh, mini episode. They're not an official sponsor. They should be. We love them. Uh, if you could use a little boost sometimes throughout your day, you should check it out. It's your nearest uh, Wawa, uh, what, vitamin shop? Amazon, uh, originmain.com, originusa.com, jockofuel.com. You can get it. Just, just look. It's, I mean, it's 2021. Just Google, just Google Jock will go. You'll figure just out where to buy Google it. Google it. But uh, when you do that, tell them we sent you. And uh, let us know what, what you think, you know. Do a little post. Do that uh, Do that thing people do online. So, cheers, sir. Cheers. Gross. Yeah, I said we weren't going to turn it into uh, a... Mine wasn't, mine wasn't chilled. That's why you hear the... You hear the eyes. Yeah. I had to pour, mine's, uh-huh. on, mine's on the rocks tonight. But um, no, it, that's, uh, I said we're not going to do a little mini episode, but it is important to note for the fans that Amazon now has the cases of mango. So if you want to do auto ship uh. and save a little coinage, you can do that. Huh. So yeah, nature. nature. Still your line, Josh, like say that. So you sounded, last week was a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, besides me literally like, trying with every fiber to to stay alive at the end i uh if you if you haven't listened to last week it's not a must before you listen to this (laughs) none of ours really are like you don't need a lot of context from from one week to the next but i would go back and listen to it It was a lot of fun we uh, did a live recording with our most frequent guest and great friend of the pod mr mike redacted and we invited the patreon supporters to join in and listen live and uh, chat with us, and boy, did they. I wouldn't say we had huge numbers, um, because none of our numbers are huge, but we had a significant percentage of our audience it was, participating. It was stable. Like, yeah. it stayed, uh, it, YouTube tells you your concurrent viewers, and that number was very consistent. Yeah. So, And, and I've uh, done a lot of live streams for things before, for, like, churches and other types of events, and uh, I feel like that was a pretty steady number that just, I think people just probably just put it on and kept doing whatever they were yeah. doing, and so. We were, I I had a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully the uh, the listeners did, the fans did, the supporters did. But uh, I was a little worried. I'm like, how's this going to play? Listening back to it because it still was the episode. 
like we recorded live right. and the, the supporters chimed in via, via chat and it still was the episode, but I listened back and I, I was, I was entertained. I don't know if that's vain, but I was entertained. Right. So I think you just like listening to yourself. Who doesn't though? Am I right? Right. So, but you sounded like hot garbage then and you sound like hot garbage now, but you said you're feeling better. So that's not nothing. I feel better, but am I better? So what happened Friday after we recorded, I was literally dying and I was like, I need to just sit in a hot shower and melt and fade away and die. Uh, so I'm literally laying like, cause I, I started, I took my temperature and I was actually running like a fever. And what was funny was as I'm like, you know how when it's in your mouth, you're like looking at it through like the corner of your eye, like trying to see the number. What I was seeing was 101, 102, 103, 104, 105. And I'm like literally looking at it. I was like, um, I think I needed to go to the hospital. Like, am I dying? And I took it out of my mouth and Kira looked over and she was like, oh, and I took it out of my mouth. It was 100.5, not uh, one. Oh, and I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. No, it was just, I was like, oh, 100, that's not yeah. bad. That's fine. That's all very reassuring to hear um, because, um, you know, like the signs of the Delta variant definitely aren't sinus congestion and, uh, you know, mild fever. And, yeah, it's uh, definitely all those things. Yeah. So, hey, but you're vaccinated. So what do you have to worry about? Ding. Uh, um. So then I'm laying in the shower, like we have a tub shower. So I'm literally laying on the, on the ground, on the floor, just cause I was, it was a fever. So I was like shivering, but the hot water wasn't keeping me cool. So as I'm just like laying there dying, uh, I hear the door open and I hear, Hey buddy. And it's my friend Adam, who's been on the podcast flew in and I had suspected he was coming into town. Uh, and he, they did, they don't believe me that I knew, but I knew. Did uh, he uh, at least tip you off that there was a reason that I continued to linger at your house longer than you wanted me to be there? It made sense afterwards. Try and stall so we can catch it live. I'm like, well, dude, you're, you land at 10 and we start at seven. That's a lot of stalling. Oh yeah. But I still got, and then it didn't help. I I still, even if I wasn't dying, I wouldn't have, I'd been like, and he didn't come for like at least 30, 45 minutes after you left. Yeah. So it wouldn't have, it would not have mattered. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then he, but what annoyed me was he literally comes into my shower and like with his phone and I'm glad I was just laying there, like just already cupping. It's just, that's just how I was laying with my hands. And, uh, so no, no graphic images were on his phone, but still like that was probably one of the worst moments to think you were funny and with your phone, let alone like period. If I'm in the bathroom, period coming in there and filming me, that's not really, I don't think I'll ever find that fun. So obviously Never mind he has, the fact that now, you know, Apple will automatically detect those images on his phone. So it's probably going to think it's like, like kitty porn or something. And mm-hmm. at least, well, then he'll get arrested. So it works out yeah. even karma. Um, so yeah, so that was fun. Thanks Adam for recording me and, uh, probably one of the worst times you could probably, probably record somebody. You look way, way older than last week. I, I feel entirely like almost a whole like four days older yeah. than when you saw it's, me. It's mostly a play off the fact that it was your birthday and uh, your Sunday. age starts with a new number now. Mm-hmm. Two completely new digits. We, we reached a new generation. We were in one generation for 10 years and now we're in a new chapter. So I, I thought... If, I don't know if that's how generations work. <laughs> I don't know how numbers work. I'm not smart. <laughs> but it's a, a generational birthday nonetheless because I hit the 3-0. I'm in the 30s now. So. Yeah. 
So no. look you at went me. Uh, look at you me. went and jumped out of a plane, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I survived that. I did not die. So, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Here I mm. am. Kira jumped with me. Adam also ended up coming too. Um, and uh, yeah, we jumped out of an eighteen thousand foot height, which is apparently the highest in the world. They gave me a certificate, which is just a cheap, probably Microsoft Word document that they changed out the logo. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. When you say highest in the world, could you elaborate on that for us? Obviously, you can go much higher than that. Like a halo jump is thirty thousand feet, um, but you need oxygen for that. This is the highest like tandem non-oxygen needing skydive they claim in the world i don't know if that's true i didn't fact check them when if you just google average skydive height you see eight to ten thousand this place offers only 12 15 and 18 interesting so i don't i don't know why they can say the things they say yeah. But I watched to make sure we were going up to like one of the other parachuter guys had like those things on their wrist that tell you the altitude. Yeah. And I was watching that thing like a hawk because we paid more money to go 18. So I was making sure we got because how would we know? Uh, you're like, uh, like, excuse me, gentlemen, this is 17.5. Right. Like, up. Oh, nope. Bring it up. Bring it up a little higher. But no, it was pretty cool. The free fall is about 90 seconds, almost two minutes of just free falling, which was insane it, you're falling for so long you get used to it so like the initial maybe 30 seconds of falling you're just like you're like oh my god and then once that that kind of goes away and then you then you can just you're just chilling you're just like looking at everything you're like wow look at the look at this stuff isn't it neat were you allowed to like bootleg use your phone to record again or no no i had a i didn't have as cool of a guy as i did the first time but i only used my phone on the parachute ride down and i also had one of those like belkin ring sticker things on the back of my phone so i could stick my finger through it and then like close it on my so there's no way of dropping it i don't have that on this phone and this guy didn't seem like he was too cool with me bringing on a phone he'd rather me give him like 90 bucks for a okay for a standard definition 90 dollars on a dvd they're not even giving me HD. You guys are recording on GoPros. They only come in HD. Yeah. So, but then if you want, if you want that on a USB, you have to spend an extra twenty bucks. So you get a DVD <laughs> and a USB for a hundred and ten dollars, uh, and it's solid and it's standard de- solid solid seven uh, standard definition video. Like, what year are we living in? And people fair. are. Pa- we were the only group to not buy the video package. Well, and also, out of everyone there, and also, hey. Hey guy, I'm gonna strap myself to you and entrust you with my life. I'm gonna need you to be cooler. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm you, gonna need there to be way more chill. I was glad that wasn't my first jump, and with him, because like he was giving me instruction, and I kind of remembered what I went through the first time. I think I did it in 2017. And the guy I had that time, he was from Brazil. I asked too if he was still working, and um, he he moved back to Brazil back in like three six months ago or something. But uh, he was super chill, like outgoing, fun. But then my guy this time was just like, what? Like, I'm like, do you want to do this? It was, it, and then he would talk to me, and his voice really, I'm like, what? I have to do what when we do that? What part? And I just, I, I'm glad I, I was just kept remembering like, okay, I remember last time I had a, like, as soon as you jump out, you have to like flex your neck back and like pull your legs back up. And so I was just trying to remember last time because I would ask him to repeat it. And I'm like, I don't, you know how you keep, you ask someone, what would you say? And yeah. you still didn't hear it. So you don't want to keep asking like, 
Sorry, you're gonna have to repeat yourself eight more times. I'm I, I have no idea what you're saying. He's well, also from England. So. And the problem is that when you're a Seinfeld fan and you encounter a low talker, you yes. can't you can't get the episode out of your head. So it makes it no. extra hard to focus on them. I'm surprised I didn't jump with the puffy shirt. So but yeah, um you did yeah. also celebrate your your birthday in full seinfeld style though what do you mean i mean your wife got you a baller birthday oh, present yeah. let's see it i mean nobody else can see it but just because we actually talked about it on the podcast so kira got joshy Pooh the uh seinfeld lego set for his birthday it is freaking awesome man so was Dude, there, this thing is nuts was it was there, so much fun to build too because there's just i've never built a lego set with um with stickers this i had to put a bunch of stickers on stuff on this have you ever built i mean you're older i don't yeah. know if you're cool like me but i've never had to put stickers no, on something before stickering the toys is always the the worst part yeah i was very in my ocd can there's no command z when you're doing this kind of thing yeah. so i was getting so were there any details to it that surprised you like that you didn't catch in like the online listing and stuff there's there's probably certain details in this that yeah i, I don't know but most of them like this is the uh the photo of George when he's on the <laughs> on the chair, but in Lego form when he's wearing oh, only his underwear. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, there's certain jokes that I'm like they emphasize. That I'm like, why did they pick that one? Like George with the um, the marble rye and the fishing pole. Maybe that was more iconic back in the day, but I thought this was just kind of a whatever joke. But they like that's literally his prop that he's holding. Elaine is holding the, the, the goldfish hairpiece for that minifig is. Yes. Excellent. Elaine holding her uh, her goldfish in the bag. That's funny. But no, it was actually, what was cool is like you're building a piece, but you're building it almost upside down, inverted. And so then when you finish the piece and you put it onto the set, you're like, oh, that's a cabinet in the kitchen. Yeah. It's like one uh, of those so guys that, was, that like paints at a basketball halftime and the whole thing's upside down. Then and he flips it right. and you're like, oh my gosh. Right. And then, uh, what is this called again? I can't remember. Blanked on the name. The pole from Festivus. Oh. Truth pole, or I can't remember at all right so, now. I mean, I know you do the airing of grievances, but I can't remember what the pole is called. Hopefully someone's yelling it in their car, driving to work. It's the Festivus pole! Ugh. Oh, I have uh, Kramer's painting, too, of him. Um the famous painting Man, they really did of. a great job with it if oh yeah this thing is dope i think they're pretty limited right but if you're a seinfeld fan and they're available no, you should you definitely can... buy yourself one it's only 80 bucks which that sounds like a lot but uh kira and i, I bought kira they had a steamboat mickey what's his name before it was willie steamboat, steamboat willie yeah. um it's like a black and white lego of the steamboat and it has wheels underneath so when you push it the steam stacks like go up and down which is yeah. kind of cool like the movie or the whatever show and uh, that was a hundred dollars, and it's, I think, less pieces than the Seinfeld set. Well, it's like um, the Discovery uh, shuttle set. Set we've talked about it on here that they came out with, and it's got like a full uh, Hubble telescope mock mockup that comes with. It. I think it's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, they, Lego is not cheap at no. all. Well, the Millennium Falcon kits, like the big Ugh. one, are it's so expensive. But I just my my more of my pleasure with Lego is just the building process. I don't I don't care to keep it after that like i wish there was like a netflix for legos where i could just get the thing i could let me just build your millennium falcon and i'll give it back to you like you can put it in your display in your house that's it that's your million dollar idea yeah i thought about making it a rental company but you know how much work it would be to like 
once you ship someone the box of the millennium even the death star like the real big death star yeah and then to like get it back and count all the pieces for the person to have to take it all apart it's a lot of work and how many people are like me only like the building process so like even i've done like little paper i want to say paper mache but it's not but it's like little paper you fold and you have like the glue you make little structures out of it so i've made like they make several Japanese castles out of out of this paper stuff. So like, I spent hours and maybe a couple, several days building this one that we have in our house. And um, as soon as I was done building it, I almost wanted to do like the whole Hugh Jackman thing when he's done building a puzzle. He'll just take his hand and just just destroy the puzzle. I almost wanted to just like take it and break the whole paper thing because the the fun and to me was the building process. I don't care to look at it afterward. Interesting. Am I weird? Am I different? Uh. Well, I mean, if Hugh Jackman does it, it's pretty, he always, po- I don't know if he still does, but back in the day on Instagram, he would make these huge puzzles, like thousands of piece puzzles, little, little pieces, pictures, whatever. And then he would just, when he was done, he'd be like, look at this great puzzle. And then he would take his hand and smash it into the middle of it and break it. Have you seen the ads for those puzzles? Like they pop up, I feel like fairly regularly on various social media and it's like, it's, it's wood, it's like cut wood. And the the image is typically like an animal or something, but then it's not like typical puzzle shapes, right? Where you have like the little knobs and bites or whatever. Right. Every single piece is like cut into individual shapes. And a lot of times those shapes are their own things. Like it's an animal or it's a sun and it all goes together to this, to this big thing. I have um like, I can make 3d. I have a couple 3d models of wood that are cut out and you, you don't glue or stapler or anything. It just, they pop into each other, kind of like a puzzle and it creates a 3d object. Like I have the X wing and stuff like that. Yeah. This was different than that, but I don't, I don't like, I don't know if it's one company doing it or a bunch. I mean, you know how it is with social media ads. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Scroll, scroll, scroll. But, uh, but they, I mean, they look kind of cool. So if you're, cool. if you're a puzzle person, you know, maybe, maybe do, maybe do one of those. I don't know. Met a friend, one of our Patreon supporters, he got really into those like, three like those metal like models yeah those little yeah. packs and you do all the little bends and you bend them i've thought yeah. about trying them i've never i've never done it i, I mean i feel like uh I, stuff like that i'm just as as picky and ocd as you and i just think it would it's like it's like the same reason i won't take up golf like i would break so many clubs over my knee I'm assuming I possess the strength to do that. Like the frustration level, I assume comes along with an actual like round of golf, like not just going to top golf golf. Like, yeah, right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not built for that. That's not for me. Yeah. I don't, people hate on golf cause they think it's boring, but I think it's just a lack of knowledge of how the sport is played. Cause I thought the same. I thought it was boring. Who cares? It's not bad. It's okay. I've done only one round of golf in my entire life and it was, it was fine, but it wasn't like, I don't know. I don't really care if the ball makes it in the hole. I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. No, I, I respect the sport. I've watched Legend of Bagger Vance. I, I get it. It's the sport of kings. I, I, I recognize watched Happy the, Gilmore. I did watch Happy Gilmore, too. Uh, between those two movies, I feel like you get a real good feel for the whole gambit of, of mm-hmm. golf. But I just like there's so much nuance built into the game. There's so much like you get one little thing wrong in your swing, your club selection or whatever. Uh, and, and you, you just suck. Even if you're good, then you can, you can suck. I'm like, no, that, that ain't for me. That it's too much frustration built into that. I think I check out on the, on the, the variety of all the clubs. I don't understand the difference and I kind of don't care to learn the difference. Yeah. No, I just want to go to top golf and hit the driver. And I think everybody else does too. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Let the big dog eat. You know what I'm saying? The putting is maybe <clears throat> okay. Eh, may, I'll be fine though. But yeah, I feel like on those, I feel the same thing about those little metal models. I'm like, I'd bend one thing the wrong direction or too far. And, uh, you know, I'd end up like chucking it into my drywall, like, like throwing stars or something. Right. So then so. you would hate this paper thing I'm talking about. I thought I had it in my Amazon car, like one of the Japanese castles, but I think I removed it because it was out of stock. You're just so Asian. Dude, I went to Japan one time and I'm basically all like, you know, Japanese out. Well, I mean, I wanted to use, I wanted to say Japanese in a more, uh, derogatory way but you, I was you married into my it. mother yeah yeah i mean well, you're, my you're basically a harajuku is, girl now right my a term i only know because of gwen stefani <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know the reference uh as she was she was on a real like a uh, japanese kick there for a while and i just remember there being mm. I mean, if I had to leave America, I would probably go to Japan first out of all the other countries because I was asking my mother-in-law, I'm like, what's the difference between here and America? Because I feel like it's almost the same. It's just obviously more Asian, like at least freedom wise. It didn't seem like there was a type of oppression in Thailand. I definitely felt something. I'm like, this feels scary. Like we went to see, we saw Endgame in the theater in, in Thailand because it just came out. Right. And so right before the movie started, like all the trailers ended and then a picture of the president or the king or whatever they call him came on the screen and like weird Thai text was up there. I didn't know what it said. And then everyone in the room just stood up and we were like looking around like, should we stand? What happens if we don't stand? I don't so think we you, stood. I don't think you want to find out. Right. Exactly. Especially in Thailand. Heck no, nah, son. But yeah, Bangkok is trash. Uh, I would never probably go back there, but we would definitely go back to Krabby. Uh, that place was dope. Got food poisoning there, though. I so hear Krabby's lovely, especially this time of year. Right. So, no, uh, yeah, no, Japan's intriguing. It's someplace I'd like to visit. I don't know if it's someplace I could, I don't, what are their gun laws like? I think they're pretty strict, aren't they? I think there's zero guns. Yeah. That'd be, I mean, yeah. what country has gun, like, allows you to have guns, though? Uh, no, uh, no place. I, I mean, I, there are, I'm sure some, but, uh, I'm pretty sure we're, we're number one as per usual. But, uh, yeah, no, if I, if I couldn't live here, I mean, if I just couldn't, like if I had to live someplace else, um, you know, uh, Elon's making Mars an option, maybe Mars. So I, I don't know. I wonder how like, they're going to solve like laws and stuff. Like, are we yeah. going to, whoever inhabits first just gets dibs? I, I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit, uh, you know, like Boomtown Wild West style, I suppose. Hmm. But uh, no, I don't know. Like there was some buzz about Belize for a while because they've got, you know, like it's an English speaking country and I think their laws were, were pretty decent and whatever. I don't know if that still holds true for Belize. Um, like uh, I've always felt like Australia is just kind of like uh, like England's Texas or something. <laughs> Yeah, basically. But, uh, but their gun laws are, are hot garbage, which is, it's just funny because they're such a, I don't know, I feel they like seem, they're... Their uh, government seems very woke and I am annoyed. I always see headlines that they're dealing with different, like severe regulations and restrictions. And I'm like, that's not for me. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't used to be, but then here in recent years, which, but you know, isn't that the story of life right now? So. Amen, brother. And also it's terrifying to be in Australia. Yeah, every, everything's trying to kill you, but I don't know. Bluey makes it look... Uh, look real nice. I mean, yeah, well, so you probably still haven't. But watched like, any no one, 
Any no, Bluey I haven't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have children. Still, you don't need them. Not for Bluey. It's fantastic. Uh, here's what's funny. Uh, true story. I could pull this up, and I'm not going to, but I could pull this up and show you right now. But uh, uh, my wife and I have had a bit of a running debate about whether or not the uh, the house on Bluey is bigger than ours. She thinks it definitely is. I think it it might be, but not significantly. Uh, but so it turns out like this is a whole thing. Like if you look up, um, you know, like Bluey's house, even on Reddit, just Google it. Like nobody's got to feel like evidently even the creators for like what the blueprint is on this place, what the floor plan is. So as we watch episodes with the kids, I've 100% There's literally a Bluey family home play set. Yeah, but it's entire it's, layout. Yeah, but it's not accurate to the show. My kids own it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I thought not, Bluey was the YouTube guy. Who's this dog? No, Blippy's the YouTube guy. So Blippy, but That's so it. Bluey hit everybody's radar because um, it's. I, I think BBC produces it, but it airs in Australia. Um, but Disney bought like the international rights to it, so it hit Disney Plus. So now it's massive, and it really is good. Like it really like not for a kids show. It is entertaining. Like it, you you'll find like parent after parent commenting online. Like, yeah, we watch all the time with our kids, and sometimes without them. Um, so nice. it's it's just good, and it's likable, and it's dogs, and so there's just there's no politics to it. Oh, there's I'm no, in. Uh, whatever. It's it's just good, and it is funny. And who doesn't like to no. listen to an Australian accent? No wokeisms. So, uh, not that I've caught. Now, uh, does my son now say things like, "This is taking for ages"? <laughs> yeah, he sure That's does. Funny. Does he talk uh, to Mackenzie? But yeah. for why? Uh, so, they my kids don't yet call French fries chips. So I think we're okay. But uh, no, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm sketching my own floor plan for the the Bluey house as as we watch. Someone so has I'll, I'll report Bluey's back. house floor plans on Pinterest. Let me see that link. Send it to me, buddy. I'm texting it to you. Because I was looking like Reddit, like none of the threads I looked at. Everybody was like, yeah, it's not like nobody had it. I'm like, if um, it hasn't landed on Reddit I don't ever, yet. Good luck Googling anything on Reddit because I usually Google to find things on Reddit. I don't actually search on Reddit to find things. So on no, this is the floor plan for an actual house that involves the word bluey, but this is not the house from the show. That's hilarious. Let me, I'm, I'm looking. It literally says Bluey's house floor plan, but it's not the Bluey you're talking about. That's funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look to see if I, if I could be wrong here, but I do not think so. Why is this matter? This has an actual, this has an actual like, uh, address to it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, based on what I know so far from the house, all I've sketched out so far is the playroom and the kitchen, but based on what I know to be factual about those, the floor plan you have sent me from Pinterest is inaccurate. Ah. Why does it matter? The floor plan of this house? What's um, the point? For fun, A, it's a dope looking house and B, um, I, I don't, I, like I can't be friends with somebody that can't appreciate a nice, uh, went in a nice debate with their wife. So I need to know how big this house is. Ah. So, I mean, am is I going to because like, it's like SpongeBob's house where it's kind of inconsistent whenever there's interior shots with other episodes. S- some people have said that. I mean, I feel like it's pretty consistent. So there's, there's definitely a playroom. There's definitely a den. The girls share a bedroom. There's a master bedroom with an ensuite. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's got a kitchen. There's a, a deck and maybe a, like a, a second story porch. 
So these things are all all definite, but where those things fall in the house, there's definitely a landing. There's definitely two staircases. Uh, but how all these things interact with each other and uh, like what the layout is is totally up for grabs right now. But so. they are dogs, so it is going to be smaller regardless. Well, so somebody, you um, somebody, you know, made the point at one point, like that the house seems huge because like the girls, two daughters on the show, Blue is a girl, so they're like running down a hallway, and the hallway just seems impossibly long. But somebody's like. Well, maybe they're doing it like from the point of view of the kids, like when you see your childhood home and you remember it being massive and it's just like normal, not not that big. So maybe it's like the hallway is really not that big, but it seems like that to the girls. I'm like, oh, well, that's that's a take. That's interesting. Yeah. So so I'm sketching my own. So we'll, well I, I can't wait to see what you come up with. We'll see. We will see. I don't know what got me on Bluey. I don't know. I mean, not that it takes, uh, not that it takes much these days, but so anyways, Thailand, not going back. Huh? <laughs> um, no, no, I won't drink their water, but, uh, yeah, I had the runs for like three days straight. That was fantastic. Careful. That can make you pass out. Apparently it's the word on the street. Uh, but no, Japan's dope. It was, everyone's also just super nice. Like, it doesn't matter where, I think I've said that before on here, but like everywhere you go, people are just so freaking nice and, uh, respectful. Um, yeah. I mean, there were, Kira does understand a, a fair bit of Japanese. And so like we were in a less touristy area at one point in this one restaurant that not really tourists go to. And, uh, I was, I definitely overheard the word Gaijin several times. Well, you got that go going for you. But in reality, what has happened is just uh, what we talked about last week between your skydiving and your Thailand and Japanese trips is just going out and getting some life stories, doing some actual some actual living. Yeah. Like uh, if, if I have to look back on my life, like I feel like it hasn't been that bad. So even when I have crappy days and you're like, oh, today was a mundane, boring day. But it's like, but no, I, I've done some stuff a lot of people don't get to do. I've been to several different countries. Went to Italy and Greece, been to Thailand, been to Japan. You know, I've been everywhere. And uh, how many people actually can say that stuff? And yeah. So I feel feel honored. I do feel this more and more these days, um, you know, uh, particularly around like event-driven things. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough to find a balance. But, uh, you know, where I'm going with this is like you not being able to use your camera while you were skydiving this time. Like that used to be the, the thing. Like people weren't taking pictures and video nonstop everywhere they went for every event. You didn't see pictures of, of people's lunch and dinner, you, you know, like it just, you know, nobody was stopping in front of the, the mirror in the bathroom on the way out to, to snap a, a pic of themselves to post. Like that just wasn't a thing. Like it used to be, right. if you went and did something cool, not that nobody ever took a, a camera on vacation or, or to a concert or anything, but by and large, like if I, if I went and did something that I wanted you to know about, then I, like I'd tell you about it. Right. You know, and I found most of the time the things you're taking photos of or videos of, you're not going to watch that back. You taking a video of your fireworks during the 4th of July or whatever, New Year's, you're not going to watch this and everyone's going to skip it on your story. Well, I mean, pictures of fireworks are objectively the worst. Oh, pictures or video, the worst. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you don't know what I have seen in school, have you seen like the video footage of people flying their drones through like big fireworks 
Yeah, that's I'm cool. like, okay, you I've got that footage. Those. If you got that footage, you can show me that. If you, if you have that, bust that out on your phone. I'll, I'll watch right. that. But again, like, I'm not anti. Like, people have done, you know, like family vacation slides and pictures for for forever. But only it's, if it's like a cool family vacation. I don't care if you went to well, Tampa. Not like that, but it's just so so constant now. So I'm not anti any of that. Like. Do, you know document have that family history it is nice to look you know we'll do that like we've had we've got old family uh, photo albums that we've inherited that, that we'll we'll flip through and stuff like that or we'll we'll show somebody pictures from a vacation or a trip or you know old pictures of the kids or whatever but it's just where it's constant you know like where it really shows is when you're at you know like a concert or something and it's just a sea of, of screens of people recording it on their screen and they're looking yeah. at their screen while they do it I'm like well you could have watched this event on a, on a five inch screen from home. Yeah. Like snap, snap your pick or whatever, but then put it down and like, right. Enjoy the thing. Right. And it's, it's rare that like, that's just even our, our reflex at this point. It's like, Oh, cool thing happening. Phone. Boom. Like when we record it, it's like we as humans just can't sit and watch and experience a moment together. And it's just here right now. And then it'll be gone. Like that's what humans have done. I don't know, since forever until the last couple of years, we pull out our phones. Um, and I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said of, hey, maybe your gut reaction would be to grab your phone, but like, maybe think about, am I even going to watch this? Do I even care to show this to anybody later? Like, why am I filming this? Is it just because I'm conditioning Pavlov theory going off right now? Or do I, am I really going to watch this? Well, and has anybody ever like recorded a song on their phone at a concert and got home and played it and been like, yeah, this sounds good. I made it right. Good It'll decision. sound like buns. <laughs> I made a good decision. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not totally, you know, I fall, I fall kind of the same thing. It's like on the social media. Like there's just no moderation to the thing at this point, I guess. Like it's just too much. It's just too much. Like by 90% too much these things and so you know we're uh, this is uh, a little call back to the end of of last week's episode when uh mike redacted went a, a little warrior uh poet on us and you know dropped the uh you know rage against the, right. the dying of the light right. and uh you know to not go quietly and that kind of thing it just you know kind of challenged you know I, I, I that was as much for us as the listener but everybody uh, really, and we we discussed. You know, Mike and I have done some of the, this type of stuff together. But like, just getting out and having like story worthy experiences, living like turning off the TV, uh, you know, putting the phone away, and going out and and do something worth doing, do something worth telling somebody about, uh, being in motion. And so, uh, we t- we talked about it. If you if you didn't listen to last week's po- week's podcast, what we put out there is that we actually fell on. We talked about. Um, go rock. I won't rehash all of it here, uh, especially because I'm, I'm, I'm really working hard to uh, get somebody from go rock uh, to come on the podcast. And uh, I've got some progress on that, Josh, I'll tell you about, but, um, and, and talk about go rock and what they're about. But uh, we just kind of laid down the gauntlet on last week's podcast that uh, November 6th in uh, Jacksonville beach, Florida here, we're going to go and participate in uh, a go rock star course, a 12 mile star course, um, so what this is, is, uh, we show up It's a 12 PM start team, start time. So you participate in this in teams of, of two to five. And at the start time, you get just a list of waypoints, just like a list of locations in the Jacksonville beach area. 
and you have to map your own route to these things and get to each one on foot with your team. Uh, with a ruck on your back, with a bag on your back, with a little bit of weight on it, just a little bit can't of weight I just, on it. Can I just type in all the things into Google Maps and follow that? Um, you you can if you you can sure. I'm Why sure. You say I'm, like I'm that? sure plenty of people do. So part of what's cool about Star Course is when uh, when they say the Star Course is X mileage because they do them in several different distances. So the one Mike and I did together with a buddy of ours was 25 miles. The one uh, we're doing a Solid Summit podcast is 12 miles. That's an ish. That's not a real distance because there's not a set path. It's not like you're going to do a marathon or a 5K where you're going to follow the arrows. Mm. So if you don't optimize your uh, your path. Oh, that you take, then you could have to do significantly more than 12 hours. So if you do those in a route that's not optimized and an order that's not optimized, then you might do, it might take you more time or more distance. The The catch here being that with any star course, like there, there's a time hack. You only have a certain amount of time to finish or you, or you don't get the patch. Um, and some people might be like, well, okay, I, I don't get the patch, but by the time, you know, once you're in this thing, especially a few hours, you're like, no, I kind of want the the patch. Like that's, that's kind of the point. Um, and so, uh, for the 12 mile, you got five hours to finish. It's not like some, you know, world record marathon, you know, breakneck pace. You're not, you're not jogging. You're not even running, but you do, you do got to optimize. You do got to be smart about it. You're doing it as a team. Um, you can't, uh, you know, finish with, you know, like you got to finish uh, with at least two people from your group. So some people can drop, but uh, you know, so it's, it's the fact that it's not just you that has to do it. So you've got to, you've got to work through all those things. So at the start time, you get this list of things, you, you map your route, you figure that out uh, and then off you go. And it's not the most grueling. It's not a beat down. It's not a mud race. It's not uh, obviously not a marathon at that distance. Uh, but it is physically challenging. It is a good way um, to uh, to see a city for sure. But so we've just said, hey, November sixth, twelve miler in uh, in Jacksonville Beach. We're gonna do it. Can and I just do the whole Stanley and Oscar thing where I hop in a cab and then go get a drink while you guys all do it, and then I'll meet you at the end. Yeah, you while sure you throw up and vomit. Yeah, you sure could. It would be a, a violation of the rules. It might be tough to get caught. It would be a violation of the rules. Um, you know, how good do you feel sitting in and wearing that patch or taking that patch at the end of that? Uh, probably not great. Would be, would you be my guess. You beat it in record time. You did uh, it in 20 minutes. Also, what are you paying $69 for when you have to supply everything? The ruck plate, the ruck sack, everything. You need to bring everything. Um, what are you paying for? They, uh, you know, they organize the event. They give you the patch. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? Go out and go on a 12 mile walk for free. You can. <laughs> Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what am I? I mean, I'm not hating on the company. I just, I don't, I don't know why it's sixty nine dollars, and then I'm, I'm providing and doing everything. Uh, so because so you're not like you're you're bringing a lot. Um, I mean, I I guess you're bringing a lot. Like it's it's a back. I mean, it could be a Jansport backpack with some bricks in it, uh, for that matter. Um, but, uh, they're organizing the event, they're picking the waypoints, they're supporting the event throughout. So part of how, what you have to do with this to earn the patch is not just be there at the right amount of time. Uh, and I guess this goes back to, could I just hop in a cab? No, you can maybe get away with it with like one of the scooters or a bike or something. Again, if nobody saw you and you had, um, you know, no moral qualms, but at each of those waypoints, you have to take a picture with everyone in your team in it. 
uh, and you have to submit that to them. So if you cross the finish line, but you haven't submitted pictures with your team uh, from each of the waypoints. So they're, they're tracking all of those. They, they will answer or provide support uh, for you by text. If you, if you get in a jam or if you've got some questions or whatever, they're, they're there to, to support you. But all that to say you actually, and this is what I think is the cool news. Don't have to spend all of that money because uh, go ruck was cool enough to give us a discount code just for the solid seven podcast, just for that event, just for our listeners. Uh, so if you're down to do this with us, we're going to do um, just some ruck meetups between now and then, probably in the central Florida area. So we'll do some stuff on probably like a Saturday morning or something like that, where you can come out, uh, kind of see what it's all about and uh, and put in some miles with us leading up to this thing. But then uh, November 6th, the 12 mile star course in particular, uh, if you're going to come out and do that with us, you can use um, the promo code uh, solid seven so with uh, capital S's solid seven 15 off. And you'll get 15% off your registration. Oh, snap. Which is definitely not anything they had to do. I'm like, full disclosure, I'm like, we're a pretty small podcast. I'm like, but we'd love to get a great turnout for this. We really want to introduce some people to go ruck, support what you guys are doing. I'm like, if you can't, if you can't do it, I get it. If you can, that'd be awesome. And uh, no hesitation on their part. No factor. They're like, yeah, here, here you go. So that's good for like the first 30 people that use it. Get that 15% off. That's um, dope. Yeah, so really cool of them to do that. Hope lots of you will come out and join oh, us for it's that. More on the, it seems like it's more on the coast. Like At least I clicked the address that they provided on here. It seems like it's on Jacksonville Beach, not so much Jacksonville proper. Yeah, I'm no, yeah, no, it's definitely Jack's Beach. I would have no idea and no uh, interest in oh, walking okay. around actual Jacksonville. No, I thought I, I think the whole time it was Jacksonville, like the downtown area. Yeah, cool. which That's I mean, the water. like the twenty-five miler that we did was Tampa. Uh, Tampa's a, a garbage city. I, I don't recommend Tampa for a for a star course. There was very little that I saw where I'm like, oh, this redeems this city. Uh, but so there's definitely some like St. Augustine, they'll do star, uh, star courses in St. Augustine. If you're in the Florida area, that's an awesome, uh, awesome area to do that in, which actually isn't that far from, from Jacksonville. It Beach, seems like, but. yeah, they're all over the country. Like just scrolling down Myrtle beach, Nashville, uh, California, San Clement, Clemente. Yeah, they do their events. It? Most of their events are, are in the States, but they do events all over the world. Like they do an, a Normandy. One of their go work events is in Normandy. That's dope. Um, every year they've done stuff actually in Japan. So, um, some of them have themes. Um, some of them are remembering, uh, you know, there's like, uh, uh, they do, uh, events that are, uh, you know, around nine 11 and in New York, they do events, um, called Moog mile events that are really, uh, designed like to, uh, honor the, the battle of Mogadishu. So if you've watched a red black Hawk down that battle, um, so a lot of different stuff like, uh, like that. But, uh, so the star course that we're doing is a pretty tame entry, uh, into the go ruck world. You absolutely can do 12 miles. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you can, uh, you know, just strap on some comfy shoes and and come out and do it. So, uh, you can register for the event right now, and then we'll keep you guys posted on uh, you know, our beloved social media and whatnot. Uh, with when we're doing like ruck meetups or anything like in the Central Florida area. And if you're not around here and you can't go do this with us, go do something like this. Go, go out for a hike or go do a, a 5K if you need something that's uh, you know a lower point entry or go jump out of a plane. You know, if you don't do it at 18,000 feet, Josh is cooler than you. You will spend more money doing that versus this, but less work. Yeah. But, uh, get out and do something was the point. And, uh, live your life. And with that, yeah, you know, I'd like to, uh, go catch up on some, uh, bad batch and some Ted Lasso now. So we'll see you later. <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, we watched the new Ted Lasso today, and it was uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, as did we, but the uh, the kids weren't uh, weren't really feeling it. Probably, <laughs> I say that we don't watch Ted Lasso with the children, uh, but if they're distracted with other things, we can kind kind of try and get away with it. But the volume level was not conducive to the watching of television uh, today, and so that one will get a rewatch. Did you uh, watch? Uh, Bad Batch, did you catch up since Mike and I talked about it last week? No, I haven't had time to catch it's, it's been a crazy week. We even, like, we're back to recording on Friday this week. Typically, we record on Thursdays. Uh, I just had to text Josh yesterday. I'm like, dude, I just I just got to go to bed tonight. Uh, it's a super old man thing to say. But that was the reality. Really probably could have used to go to bed again tonight. But if we wait past Friday to record, it gets much more difficult to push the episodes out on time. And so, Friday it is. So, but... Uh, no, so, and I still want to check out, there's that, who's the one dude that looks like you? I mean, let's be fair, you probably Joseph look like Gordon him. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, I still want to watch his new show, it looks really interesting to me, so. I don't know anything about it, but my mother-in-law, she's, their Roku TV, their Apple TV app is signed into my Apple ID, uh-huh. so whatever she watches on the Apple TV shows, shows up on my Apple TV and like the the list, so I can see her just, she pumps through shows, I'm like, I'm very impressed with her, um, so. <laughs> I, she's on episode four <laughs> now of that Joseph Gordon. I didn't even know it was a show until I saw her watching it. Probably because she thought it was me. She's like, look, it's my son-in-law. That's not true. Because when I first saw it drop, I texted you and I was like, hey, congrats on your new show. When the trailer came out. I don't remember that at all. Because you two do look a fair amount alike. I've, I think I've tweeted at him years ago and I was like, hey, man, if you ever do like a, you need a younger you or a little brother in a movie or show, here I am. I'll do it. I um I was shocked at how good of a uh what was that uh what was the movie with uh oh gosh, I can't believe I'm blanking. Was it Leaper? Looper. Looper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, him as Bruce a Willis. yeah him as a young bruce willis actually worked pretty well i mean i think they, yeah, they did, did a good job on the makeup I think they did yeah some they work, put makeup on him yeah but still not bad i think that was a good movie i don't remember it uh speaking of futuristic movies uh so we're basically going to either have the terminator or i am legend be a thing and at tesla's hand tell me about it that? yeah i added that to the show notes too we probably both did but well, uh, I didn't hear about it. I didn't see it. I saw you put it in the notes, but then Kira was telling me about it earlier today. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Elon at their AI event, kind of just one more thing to everybody, which was kind of expected though. This wasn't like somebody thought every, lots of people thought there was going to be something and nobody really knew what it was that was going to be this. But, uh, uh, basically it was just like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and build the robot from iRobot. Oh, but to make it even more creepy, we just went ahead and made everything from the top of the shoulders up just all black. We just yeah, did no that. face. It's just a white body. It looks like a Tesla it car, could, but in a human body. More terrifying. Everything about this thing screams, I'm going to kill you. No, this is definitely I am, not I Am Legend. Uh, what's the other one? You just said it. I'm already blanking on it. iRobot. iRobot. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely that. So it's the, a, a world built by humans for humans. It's friendly, eliminates dangerous, repetitive, boring tasks. I didn't watch the event. Yeah. Like what, what does it do? So What's the point, um, it's like the specs on this thing. And again, like this thing is years away. This is, this is pure concept. And the, his point was 
A, somebody's going to do this. It might as well be us. And it might as well be us now because we're already making so many components for the cars that make sense in something, something like this. So the specs on this thing are that it would be 5.8. Now, that does make it less intimidating. I'm like, well, I'm worried about it. I think, 5.8. I think I'm 5.8. Carrying capacity is only 45 pounds. The thing weighs 125 pounds, so that's not nothing. I mean, you think about like 100, any, a dog over 80 pounds, that's a lot to handle, right? Dang, I'm fat. I weigh so, more than that, and I'm that height. Can deadlift 150 pounds. Its speed is five miles an hour, so I feel like it's it's probably got me beat there. <laughs> uh, is that walking or running? Well, I mean, I think that's just the top speed. I don't, I don't know what that looks like when this thing's doing it. I mean, it's vaporware. I mean, it might not be. It might come to fruition, but right now, it's just an idea, so... Who knows what it looks like when it's actually doing that thing. I mean, you just, you look at the videos of the Boston Dynamics robots, which look amazing at this point, but they've been at this for so long and what they've got their robots doing, especially their, their bipedal, like the, the ones that are on two legs, what they've got them doing is really impressive, but it's not super intimidating. Yet. It's like, well, you're well on your way to Skynet, but you still have a ways to go too. Um, like they should Tesla should just buy Boston Dynamics because they already have the hardware. I feel like Tesla is killing it in the software. Well, no, combine forces. Their their point is is that they've they've got both. So what they're looking at doing, yeah. um, like at least the article I'm looking at is ba- they're going to basically be using their autopilot cameras in the head of this thing. That's what's going to be seeing and sensing, and then basically essentially the same uh, you know motherboard, the same computer for their full self driving is is what's built into this thing. Um, but so like it, the the mechanics of walking were so like weirdly complicated if you try to replicate it. Yeah, it's just that's con- the hardest part. Like the 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 best simplistic explanation of walking I've ever heard uh, from an engineer was that it's just controlled falling. That's you funny. are actually falling forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, electrek e l e c t r e c co is the website i'm reading about this thing on i'm sure it's everywhere um but uh it's kind of got a breakdown of like what the you know where the servos are in this thing and, and what the tech is so again i don't know that they've even so much as started to, to prototype this thing i'm sure it's years and years away but i would have thought elon was years and years away from putting the world's uh you know largest uh, not only largest ever rocket, but fully reusable into orbit. And instead we're a few weeks away or a few months away. So uh, I don't know. I don't put anything past the guy. We've talked about that on here many, many times. If you want to get something done, tell, tell Elon it's impossible. So right now, whether or not it's a good idea, but you know, he's talking about it doing, you know, like either dangerous things or repetitive and boring things instead of us. But he also like commented on this, which a lot of people were making a big thing for. Like, it's funny. I, I saw this on, um, oh, what website was on? I don't know. But the headline, like they were linking to it was, um, like completely replacing the human workforce, which is not at all what Elon, uh, was like what his goal for this thing was, but also like, there's a lot of people, you know, just in tech and in think tanks or whatever. They're like, you know, at some point, like there's just not many tasks that that we won't be able to use computers and machines to do, uh, which leads people to debate things like universal basic income. Because like if you don't have to work, but you still have to live, like what's the solution to that? Which is probably a rabbit hole. We don't want to go down 50, 52, 53 minutes into the podcast. But uh, so some people made some hay about that. But Elon, don't just don't do it, man. Just stick to putting yeah. computer chips in people's brains. That's way less scary. 
I feel like that's just as <laughs> scary. <laughs> but listen, if robots are going to take over, I would rather be one of them. I, something like that. Just jack me into the matrix is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. As long as, the, is, as, long as the steak uh, till ta- still tastes like steak, who cares? Right. I, I think we've talked about it. I would rather just be uh, ignorant and live in the matrix, but... Uh, what's his face says we're already like we're already basically robots we're so glued to our phones we just pull out our pocket pull it out of our pocket and boom we have the entire world in our in our fingertips and you just look like you know probably not a generation ago but probably two generations ago right so like probably you know my so maybe somewhat our parents particularly particularly our grandparents like if you're like um, hey, I need to go to, you know, whatever store. I need to go to this place. How do I get there? They'd give you like turn by turn directions with street names and landmarks. Yeah. And now like if the grid goes down, I I couldn't tell you how to get hardly anywhere. And most people couldn't tell you how to get hardly anywhere. Like our, our sense yeah. of direction, our spatial awareness, um, you know, even things like who has phone numbers memorized? I know mine. I, I don't know even my- know. Do you know your wife's phone I know number? My, I know my wife's. I know where I work right now. I know my last job because I had to give that phone number out a lot for a long time. That's it. I don't know uh, my wife's phone number. I know my job and my my phone number. I know the the phone number for that Empire company, and I don't even remember what their business is, but it was just too catchy a jingle. Uh. Huh. Yeah, we suck. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it, it is. If you could have one, you either get this robot that with the potential of taking over the world or you get a computer in your head. But you will slowly degrade over time. You have to pick one. Uh, well, here's the thing. Like the uh, like things like Neuralink are coming. Um, like it's going to happen. And like some what is it some is it symbiosis is that what it's called what's the word called when humans and tech merge what's that sin, 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 uh cyborg sin, symbiote like there's i i can't i don't know like i think cyborg is the more accurate one like part uh part machine part uh organic yeah you become matter. that but it slowly starts taking over your body and becomes a robot or we actually have robots that eventually take over you have to pick one uh uh, I'd pick the uh, the cyborg thing. Mm. At least it'd be cool for like a minute, and then you're dead. So I, I saw I came across this uh, just this quick little video clip today, and it was this guy that I believe he was a sci-fi author, but I, I think he writes uh, books in the Star Trek universe. And so the whole video was based on you know like why you know there's all these great properties out there. Why uh, why Star Trek? And I don't know. After it, I kind of found a loophole in his thought process. I feel like, but. You know, he was like, you know, for all of these great um, sci-fi works, they're also dystopian, right? It's always like post-apocalyptic or, you know, or like right. <laughs> during a, a, so. And he, he ran down all of them, right? You know, things like iRobot and Waterworld and just everything, 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 right? It's like this failed world. He's like, Star Trek's the one where we figured it all out and it's better. He's like, I like to write That's for Star part. Trek because Star Trek has hope. Yeah, Star Trek's just kind of fun too. Like, like it's light, it's happy most of the time. Well, there's like there's still conflict out there in the universe, and that like if you're gonna right. be a storyteller, like you've got to have conflict, you've got to have an antagonist. Right. But it's like at least you know he's like he, at least here on Earth, like we worked all that out, like we we figured it out, we solved the problems, right, and, and we moved past them, and you know, and went out into the world. I'm like, 
So he's like, he, he's like, that was, so people ask me why Star Trek. It's because Star Trek's the one with hope. Um, That's cool. And then I was like, well, like Star Wars, A New Hope, like it's right there in the name, bro. Like Star Wars has hope. Yeah, but it's still kind of like <laughs> meek and they have like this whole like empire that's like ruining stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, and even then, um, like with Star Trek, the way they went with, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine is like, okay, so the Jedis were, are supposed to be, you know, almost like the equivalent of the Federation in Star Trek in the sense of like, they're supposed to be the enlightened ones and with it figured out. And then it's come to find out like, no, they, they kind of got it wrong and, and did it wrong too. And Luke like repeated those errors, which is kind of what creates Kylo and, and whatever. Um, so I'm like, well, oh, crap, who are the heroes here? <laughs> yeah, and, that was all kind of, I, I get the whole like, cause I think apparently Quingon Jin in episode one kind of already learned that what Luke eventually learns that the Jedi actually are not the right way. And Quingon was kind of like going that route. Um, but yeah, who I, th- I think there's just a middle ground and I think that's what Quingon and Luke kind of c- come to. It's like, like the Jedi were getting too egotistical and like thinking they're the, the best ever. And it's like, no, actually our way we're too stuck in this certain path. There's a little bit of a middle ground towards, something else i don't i don't know what that other thing is well it's funny to you know like (laughs) you know now that you can boil everything down uh to the birds and the bees uh but you know uh, restrictive things like uh you know catholic priests can't get married it seems like it creates issues the jedis couldn't be relationships couldn't get get married there's a balance seems to create issues you know you and i both know people uh, who went through this like ministry training program that was a, a, a big thing, um, you know, and at least a, a particular do- denomination for a long time here in the country uh, where part of the, de- it was hands-on ministry training. There's a lot of great stuff about it and you do some Bible college courses while you're doing it, whatever, but you had, you had to commit to not dating while you're in the program. And uh, of all the reasons people like failed or had to leave that program over the years that I was aware of it, I don't know of any single issue that caused more failure than like premarital sex. Right. And I'm like, I, I just can't help but wonder if you had just let them like be normal in that area. Um, right. and not societally normal, like the way society treats relationships and stuff. Like we've talked about that on here. That's, that's broken too, but, um, just not this like cold heart, you know, like this hard set role. I'm like, I, I just don't think that would have been a, as big an issue. There's just something about us humans we just don't like a do not touch sign. We just don't. Yeah. yeah. You tell me don't don't walk on that thing. Don't touch that thing. The very first thing I want to do is walk on that thing and touch that thing. And it's like innate in your like Marcus, you probably would have never told him about rebellion. But like the moment you tell him, hey, don't do that thing. I'm sure he just in, by default was like, I'm going to do that thing. Well, and you know, I wonder, you know, how much of it is, um, like cultural, you know what I mean? Like how much of it Mm. is that like American spirit, you know, if there's, if there's, you know, places that don't maybe have that so ingrained into like their culture, the people are like, Oh, okay. That's the rule. Right. (laughs) Call Rebecca. Are they like that in Israel? Uh, Don't talk to Palestine people. And then Palestine. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, let's be friends actually and then a peace happens and that's what we should tell them don't talk to them and then maybe they will talk to them and then they'll be friends I don't know if Israel's the best example they're pretty scrappy 
I was but, just trying to think of the first person I can think of that knows other cultures well, and it was her. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it's still probably Becca. It would just probably have to be in. So, but I, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, we we'd have to maybe we'll have your your mother in law and be like, because you know, part of, it's funny. Like Japan has this warrior culture, right? Like we're all kind of aware of samurai, samurais, and there's actually good. Uh, we should have Mike Redacted back on to talk about that culture sometime. He's not Asian. He's not a samurai, but like reading uh, Musashi and Bushido code and the book of the five rings and stuff like that. Um, I think to hear them debate the bombs dropping ethics would probably either make for really great radio podcast material or really, let's say good first or bad first. Either or, it make for good or really good or really bad. I don't. But I don't think there's a debate there. I thought you said she said the the bombs were necessary. No, she vehemently disagrees. Oh, yeah, that's See, what I was saying. I you heard, guys were talking over me. I didn't really get to. I heard I that, and I, I was also it. feeling sick, but I didn't get to fully say her her side. Yeah, but no, even, she is vehemently the opposing what you and Mike were saying. Yeah, because if you if you listen to uh, to episode twenty one, Mike misheard you too. Oh yeah, then I'm, I either misspoke or I didn't fully get to say no. She is definitely because I think he said some at one point, and I was like, "Yeah, we should get my mother-in-law in here because she would disagree." I thought I said that at one point, but no, she definitely does not think that. And I, we were talking on the phone last night, and uh, I told her I was like, I, "I, I've never heard that perspective till she said they should not have been dropped. Never heard it until she said it." And then the more I've talked to her, and the more I've obviously heard what our American beliefs are uh, or thoughts are. Um, I could maybe agree to like, I understand the first bomb, but you could maybe get me on board to saying maybe the second one wasn't necessary. She thinks both were not necessary and her points of view are pretty interesting. I even brought up every argument that I've heard most Americans give for the bombs. Well, they weren't going to surrender and she had lots of whatever's from her growing up in Japan, her whole life, lots of her, uh, her perspective on it. And I told her, I was like, I'd like to hear this debate with like someone who's very well versed in that time for america and that time for japan and hear that both arguments because it seems like both can make a pretty solid case and there seems to be a lot of what ifs because obviously we only have one outcome of it so who's to say like were they really gonna surrender and then there are people like yeah they didn't have this they didn't have that and it's like but were they really and so it's it's just a bunch of what ifs Speaking of Marvel, what if? Now on Disney Plus. Wah, 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 wah. Now featuring uh, Deadpool uh, interviewing Bambi. With Bambi. <laughs> Another callback to last week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's funny, you know, all of that stuff, obviously, it's just, you know, an intellectual exercise because there is no, like, you don't, you don't get to know what would have happened if the bombs weren't dropped because they, because they were dropped. Right, exactly. Um, right. You know, I, I know, um, you know, you, <laughs> You know, watch watch interviews and listen to like Marines that had to took, take beaches on on islands that were being held by by Japanese troops, and how 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 vicious and intense and unrelenting that that fighting was. And I'm I'm not saying that as like a, um, you know, that's almost like kudos to the Japanese soldier, like for the the level of dedication, the level of. Uh, um, you know, just w whatever of, of honor that, that they fought with. Obviously I, I feel they were on the wrong side of, of that war and that cause. Um, but I, yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably be pretty, it'd be pretty tough to convince me that they, they would have surrendered without something so severe. So, yeah, I've, I haven't heard this either. She said it last night on the phone. Um, I never, 
I didn't know they were out of metal. She said a lot of the, she's like, I don't know why they dropped them because the Japanese, they were out of metal. They had no more metal. Like people were donating their pots and pans to help make bullets because we were, they were just like they, she, she, I think she said they would have fought. Yes. To the last man probably went down. And so like you could give the argument of the bombs saved life in the long run because the bombs, yes, it killed a bunch of people at one time, but uh, in the long run, did it end up saving more because the Japanese would have fought to the last man um, because they were just like what you said, they were just warriors with honor. Um, well, and and so I, I mean, I, the, the, pro- the projections of, of lives lost just through traditional warfare without the dropping of the bombs was, um, you know, accounting for, for deaths on, on both sides was in the millions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't I mean, but we're talking about heard... like or we're talking about the the worst possible version of math to ever ever have to right. do. Right. It's not right? a fair debate on either side. Like, really. like putting putting lives on a scale it, it's it's uh you know, it's math. I don't I don't wish on anyone. She made a good point. Why don't they drop it uh in Germany? Why didn't they drop the bombs there? And then there's speculation that because a lot of people in America had ancestors in Germany and there was almost no ancestors living in, J- in Japan. And that was one reason. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think at that point you start to impute motives that I think you would have a hard time supporting. Yeah. I feel like the whole argument would be very difficult to have unless you actually... I don't know, have real data, no legit things and no speculatory. Well, and it's like, also whatever. like it's it's all Monday morning quarterbacking to the nth degree in the sense of like you look at for, you know, to say something uh, like, oh, well, they were almost out of metal. They, they couldn't have fought if they wanted to. Um, it sounds like a very strong argument, but. So, but you can't, you can't judge the decision based on the information that you know now. Like the only sure. fair way to judge right. it is based on the information that they, they had at the time then. that they had. Right. Correct. And so you look at, you know, they're trying to do their intelligence gathering with the tools and, and techniques and technology available to them then in the 1940s. So, you right. know, we sit here, you know, in the, in the two thousands, um, right, like Saddam Hussein had not not just the U.S. the whole world convinced that he had weapons of mass destruction and or the the uh, and he definitely did have chemical weapons, um, but the whole world believed it. Every every major intelligence agency believed that he had um, like uh, you know uh, yellow cake, which I, be- I believe is a version of plutonium used for weapon making. Like the the whole world bought into it, and he was projecting that. Of course, we we get there. Um, and it seems that, you know, there's still some debate about things being moved out of Iraq before they were found, um, you know, but it was mostly just vapor. It was just, you know, him wanting to project strength and power. So it can simultaneously be true that um, people are donating pots and pans to, to make bullets and that, uh, you know, the, the allied forces had no idea that they were in that dire straits because, of course, I, I'm certain Japan was likely doing everything they could to make sure that they were projecting otherwise. Like if your army, sure. if your military is in those dire straits, you don't want your enemy to know that. That they were being weak, right? That they would never show any form of weakness. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so, I mean, she brought up some interesting points that it does make you think a little bit like the human aspect of the war. It's like, I mean, the amount of civilians, obviously, that were killed. Uh, she said that they they missed too on their initial target. The bomb didn't land where they per initially projected it. It was more in a more civilian area than on a base or something like that. 
Do you know about that? Uh, I don't know about that specifically. I mean, it, it, right. again, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me with the tech of the day. And I don't, you know, I don't want to downplay that loss of of life at all. But like particularly, like civilian. Right, life. and I think that was my thing with Mike a little bit last week. I was like, I think I was too tired and sick last week to really talk. But I remember thinking, like, I feel like, I mean. I'm not disagreeing with the bombs, but I'm also not, I'm not on a hundred percent on any side. I think, I think right now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the sideline cause yeah, I don't a, know all you're the a data setter these days. It infuriates me graciously. Like I would like for you to, uh, to pick a side on, on something at some point other <sighs> than Apple for versus nothing, Android. What would you fall for? Um, yeah, there's Aaron some, Burr, there's sir. Some, uh, yeah, you're being funny and successfully, but there's some real wisdom there too. Yeah, this, uh, no, this whole it's n- like, this whole new super conciliatory. I can see both sides thing, I don't but know, like, it's no fun here's for me. I will pick a side, but it's like, let me. There's still data to come in, so it's like I'm not going to project the winner of this race until we have all the votes. And so, like right now, I'm learning about these topics that we've talked about, and it's like I want to learn a little bit more before I make a stance. I do make a stance. I just don't want to make a stance too early. And I don't want to die on a hill before i, <laughs> I mean even... it's been you know like uh 70 80s years uh, when i know but i haven't time? done all the research i have time do you need get back to us get no for real us. like i i'm not taking every day and night to read about world war ii right now but like i think there's wisdom and taking a beat and going hold on let me just read a little bit more and study a little bit more on this specific topic before i so i'll say this and uh you know i've i've met rio you know whatever a handful of times right now and 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 i love her I, you know i'm not I'd, I'd love to hear rio talk about these things but there's there's also so um there's it's said kind kind of tongue and tongue in cheek you know about history that like winners write the history books right and there's there's some truth to that there's some reality to that so there's this there's this line to go ahead and make everything in this episode about children's entertainment. So there's this line in the, uh, the second uh, uh, trolls movie, the sequel trolls movie, you know, where they mentioned scrapbooks, like all their books are scrapbooks. Right. So, uh, you know, one of the characters is like, Oh, I read a scrapbook about that. And so this other guy's like scrapbooks, those are cut out, you know, glued and whatever by, by the winners. Let me tell you what really happened. As in this, as though losers have no more jaded perspective on the story than the winners do, right? As though like the losers version of things is automatically more accurate or correct or believable than the winners version of things, right? And the and the real lesson is like everybody's going to view this thing through their lens, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, um, it, it's probably more true that maybe everything isn't, isn't a hundred percent, uh, you know, uh, truthful and, and I'm not, and I'm not buying into that. I, there is, there is truth. There's not my truth, your truth or whatever, but we're both going to view these things through our own lenses. Right. So where I'm going to come away from this event and be like, you know, if, if we're, uh, you know, out wherever, if we're at a ball game, you know, whatever you're, you're at a Packers game. Right. And you're, you're sitting with a bunch of cheese heads and uh, there's a bunch of bears fans there and they're playing the bears. Right. And a fight breaks out between the two, the story of who the antagonist was and who threw the first punch and whatever is going to be totally different from the bears fans than from the Packers fans. And I, I see your point, but I'm not not that that kind of guy. I'm not, I don't think I'm, I think I'm constant. Oh my God, there's a huge cockroach on this wall. Oh my gosh. 
and it just went behind the shelf. That thing was massive. Now you're always going to have to wonder where it is. Oh, I see it. Frick. I don't know what to do because I want to make this point before I forget it. Call Mike Williams. Also, ask him how you deal with one. this. For real. Dude, that thing is... Can you finish your point and then I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> I can hear you through my yeah. headphones, so... No, I mean, my my point was pretty much done, uh, though I don't know that I made it well since you were about to pivot to. I'm not, I'm not really that guy. I'm not saying you would get in a fight there, but I'm saying, like, if you ask the people... You know, in my scenario, in my little hypothetical here, if you ask the Packers fans who started it, who threw the first punch, who whatever, they'd have a version of it that they believe to be very true. You know, assuming they're going to tell the truth and don't have caused a lie. And the Bears fans are going to have their perspective on it. And they're probably going to have seen the Packers fans in the, as the antagonist. And that guy started or that gal, uh, whatever. And then you see somebody's video of it because that's what we do now. We video things instead of breaking them up and, and trying to calm things down. Uh, and if you're not, you know, maybe you're, a, I don't know, a 49ers fan <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, neither of them are right. When you watch the video, uh, you know, like whatever, this person slipped and spilled their beer and it was an accident and that made person, that person mad and, and whatever. So, uh, you know, the, the perspective, you know, changes the view. So, but you know, I'm not willing to throw something out just because it's like, Oh, well, you know, Victor's write the, the history books and they write their own version. doesn't necessarily make it that any more right or wrong than, uh, you know, I don't give any more credence to the losers is what I'm saying. Like their version isn't automatically better or more accurate. Right. And I think like my uh, thought is kind of what I was going to say is like, I don't always think I'm a hundred percent on the, the right team. Like I'm w- always willing to be wrong. So like I was always living like America number one, let's drop more bombs. Yeah. But then like, it's like once I heard Riho's perspective, I'm like, Oh, like there are other perspectives out there than my echo chamber of America is great. It's like, no, America could be crappy at times or make bad decisions and this is that. And we don't have to always be for the Green Bay team. Like Green Bay can be in the wrong sometimes. And uh, I think there is wisdom in hearing another perspective and changing your viewpoint. Maybe not going, yeah, America is number one. Or I mean, sorry, to go like 100% and maybe think, oh, we're great, but we're not maybe great all the time, you know, like to be such, have such blind well, faith. Yeah, but I don't right? know of, um, yeah, no, I, I, I disagree with I the point. I, I, at least I think I understand that you're making, but I, I don't know any serious person who takes touting America as, as great or good or exceptional as meaning that America's perfect and can do no wrong. Like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think there's people who say that tongue in cheek or there's or there's people who don't have much depth um, that don't put a lot of a, th- a lot of thought behind what they say and believe uh, who maybe tout that. But I don't know any serious person. I don't know any thinking person um, who 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 does believe that America is exceptional, that America is great, that America is good, um, that also believes that America is perfect. I, I don't I don't know that person. They might be out there, but I don't know them. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I think we've said our points. I don't know what else to, to add because I'm now I'm more concerned about this cockroach. I don't know where it went. Uh, I wish we were doing this one live. No, it was well. We had the pest company come in recently, 
and uh, so I think it's that phase where they're all catching the the bait wherever it is, and they're all slowly coming out and dying. You know, because he he was moving slow, but I don't know where he went. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. Well, and it, just we're in a I'm in a little corner, so like he's he's somewhere in this corner. I just have to find him and spray him until he's dead. Well, listen, I, I think we got a, a solid podcast in the bag here. I think we can we can let you go to hunt. I, I do just as we do this though, as we sign off, I do want to encourage you just to can consider that that Roach's point of view and that Roach's concerns. No, here here I will I will pick a side here, and this I Roach should I don't die. Want you to do anything too too harsh? I, I think you need to weigh the value of life on both sides of this equation. And I will consider that, and I will, until presented with more evidence on this Roach's feelings, I'm going to pick a side of the fence here, and I'm going to kill it. I mean, for all you know, that Roach is low on resources and about to die anyways. Perhaps it's found nothing to to eat in weeks. I would, here I'm dropping the bomb. We're dropping bombs here. So I don't need, I don't care if you're low on metal, Roach, we're we're dropping a bomb in a minute. So Interesting turn of events here. See, and that's what I'm saying. I can pick a side, but I just like all the facts. And uh, here, I don't have all of them. And uh, until I am given them, I'm I'm picking this side. I think I'm contra- contradicting so myself. So what you're a saying bit, is that all anyone can do is make the best decision they can based on the information available to no, them. No, I don't the disagree time. with that fact. I don't agree disagree with that fact at all. I agree with that. Like at the time, America only had a limited amount of facts, and they made the decision they made with what they had. I agree with that. That that makes 100% because we have hindsight. We learn things afterward. No, I for sure agree with that. But I don't agree with this roach being alive. Well, so get after it. Yeah, well, I'm trying. I have my can here and it's it's I just need to move the desk around, but if I move it too much, it might affect the mic. Well, so. listen, if you'd like to help Josh in his war against the roaches, the one and only, the very best way to do that is uh, just to toss us some support on Patreon. Uh, Patreon support helps make the podcast possible, helps make the podcast better. Yes, believe it or not, it could be even worse than what you have just listened to. Uh, but if you like what you hear here and you want to help us keep doing it, visit us at uh, patreon.com slash solid number seven podcast there's a couple different levels of support you can throw us there five dollars a month gets you bonus content each and every week and now occasional access to a live recording and at the ten dollar level you get not only that bonus content not only the occasional access to a live recording but a better than average mug from which you can consume coffee or any other beverage that you'd like. We don't want to pigeonhole our, our mug to being only for coffee for you, non coffee drinkers, but uh, we love all our listeners, but we do love our Patreon supporters just a little bit more. And uh, it helps us uh, keep coming back every week. So uh, go visit patreon.com either way, whether you're going to support us there or not, please support us on uh, social media and on your uh, podcast listening uh, apps and uh, and whatnot and uh, rate us and review us and follow and share and all those good things every little bit helps if you want it to uh, if you want to throw us a rating if you want to find the patreon if you want to join us and I hope that you do for the go rock star course in Jacksonville Beach in November uh, you can hit up our link tree if you visit us on Instagram and uh, click on the bio go to our link tree there's a link to register for that event there you can use that promo code that we mentioned earlier solid 715 off to get 15 percent 
off that Go Rock event, but uh, you can get to the most current episodes of the podcast there, and uh, you can also find our Patreon and that stuff. So uh, please go and do that. Yeesh. Also, definitely comparing roaches to the dropping of the bombs is a complete apples to oranges, and that is obviously not even remotely the same as human lives versus a cockroach, just for the record. So let me kill this thing. <laughs> uh, I just need to clarify. So yes, no, no one uh, was uh, comparing to or implying that uh, the Japanese people of the '40s or of any period or any people ever are are comparable. No, I wasn't necessarily saying that. Actually, actually, no. I mean, there are people groups, not not races, not even necessarily nationalities. There's plenty of humans. I'm okay with comparing to cockroaches, but that wasn't the intention here. It was mostly. Just busting Josh's I know chops what, on his logic no, yeah. around this particular uh, topic. So you think there's no... I don't want to go on a whole other spree right now, but you don't think there's any wisdom in hearing another side and like cha- potentially changing your viewpoint? You don't uh, think you can be wrong? No, I don't think that's what I said at all. Okay. I said it's, it's unfair to uh, judge uh, people of antiquity, people of history, uh, based on the knowledge and information that we have available to us now. I think the only fair thing to do is to judge them based on the knowledge and information that was available to them. I agree with that. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. But I think there are people, obviously I don't have all the data for that side of the argument. I only have one perspective. Um, but I think there is people out there that were anti-bomb and do claim that there is evidence that they did not need to drop. I don't know those things and I don't want to quote, misquote yeah, or quote well, them, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, all of their evidence sank with the, uh, <laughs> the Estonia or the Lusitania, right. one or the other. Estonia. So. Yeah. Did you watch that yet, by the way? Uh, no, I mean, I'm not going to do discovery plus just to be able to, to watch. Oh, that. you don't I'm have sorry. it. No. no. Yeah. So I started the first episode, but I didn't, I didn't finish it because I fell asleep. Yeah. Not I mean, that it was boring. I just, I, it was late when yeah, I started. If I get so. access at some point, I, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm sorry, Mackenzie. We'll see. All right. Well, it was good talking to everybody, but, uh, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for coming and listening. We love y'all. And, uh, until next time, we'll see you next week. Farewell. We're out. <laughs>